Town in northern Ontario is selling $10 plots of land. Police in Abbotsford have seemingly killed someone and then released no information about what happened. There could be an agreement between teachers and the government of Quebec by December 23rd, but don't hold your breath. More than 100 people are dead in China after an earthquake hits the central part of the country, and hundreds of thousands of refugees have been taken by the rapid support forces in Sudan. Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Nora. Here are your headlines. First, a story from Abby O'Brien written from Toronto. That's an important detail. Cochrane, Ontario's municipality is offering plots of land for $10 per plot. You buy the plot and you can then build your house on it. O'Brien hilariously says that Cochrane is, quote unquote, more than seven hours north of Toronto, which is such a random thing to write. It's more like, I don't know, at least eight hours, uh, maybe nine, depending on the traffic if you're leaving Toronto. <laughs> anyway, she obviously looked it up on Google Maps, but as someone who's done that drive a lot, I mean, not to Cochrane, but to Timmins, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you'd say more than seven hours, but I think I'd uh, ask someone in the CTV Northeastern Ontario unit instead to write the piece. Anyway, plots of land usually go for $50,000, but the town wants to attract people to it. You will also get a property tax rebate if you move there for the first five years that you own a home. Information will be coming in 2024 about what the program will look like. You know, on one hand, we can, of course, have a conversation about land back and property sales in this country. It's all very relevant. Cochrane is located in Cree territory, and any cheap land deal like this should be done in consultation with the traditional stewards of the land. And that whole piece is missing from the article. But, you know, on the other hand, too, it's also good for small communities to lure people away from larger population hubs. Housing is affordable in many of these communities, though I again wonder what is being done about the community's local homeless population. A town with no property tax base, though, can't pay for people who need shelter. And so there's a bit of a push-pull here. And I think it's great that there are possibilities for people to flee southern Ontario, especially to find their lives somewhere else, somewhere they can afford. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe think about it. There's nothing like Northern Ontario, and maybe Cochrane is your new home. Next, police have shot someone else dead, this time in Abbotsford. The article from Joseph Ruddle with the Vancouver Sun said that there was an interaction with the police and a man that resulted in the man being shot. It happened at the 1700 block of Riverside Road. Now, Ruddle writes that, quote, despite life-saving efforts by police, unquote, up until now, we don't actually know who shot the man, but the fact that internal investigators were on the site leads us to believe that he died as a result of a police person's action. So why would Ruddle then tell us that police tried to do life-saving efforts on the man when it was also, like, probably the police who also killed the man? Shouldn't he assume we're paying attention to what's being written here? Cops weren't hurt in the incident where they killed a man is another detail that Ruddle mentions. 
Now, there's nothing else in this story at all. It's single sourced from the police, but you have to read it very closely to realize that. And police, quote, don't give updates while an independent investigation is underway, unquote, which is extremely convenient because by the time the investigation happens in several months, no one will even remember this. That, folks, is a media relations strategy, not an investigation integrity strategy. Now to Quebec. There is hope that a deal might be signed between striking teachers and the province. They have been on strike since November 23rd. Can you hear it in my voice? (laughs) FAE President José Scalabrini said that negotiations have advanced, which is very good news for parents and teachers alike, because for weeks there seemed to be no movement at all at the negotiating table. But Scalabrini told Radio Canada's Telejournal that while there's no proposal on the table, she thinks it's absolutely possible to have an agreement before or by December 23rd. Audrey Never talked to one teacher who said that even though she supports the strike and its demands, if she finds another job before January, she's going to quit the profession. It's just become too much. Others that Never talked to said that they want this to end as well, but not at any price. They want to see their demands met by the government. Teachers have been on unlimited general strike over salaries and the general state of schools in Quebec. And believe me, we as parents see the crisis in every corner of our public schools all the time. But without a strike fund, the teacher strike is not easy. So there are many fundraisers that you can donate to if you've got some money that could go help a teacher ride out this strike as long as it takes. Just look around online or tell your own union to send a donation. Next to China, where an earthquake has hit Gansu province and has killed at least 111 people. 200 others have been injured. Gansu is in the northwest of the country. CNN is reporting that the earthquake registered a 5.9 magnitude according to the U.S. Geological Survey, though Chinese officials have said that it was a 6.2 magnitude quake. Its epicenter was Jishishen, which is at the eastern border of the province. And finally, things are getting worse in Sudan as the rapid support forces have seized the country's second largest city, Wad Madani. They've taken in hundreds of thousands of refugees from Khartoum, reports The Guardian. There were three days of intense fighting and thousands fled Wad Madani to the south. The army and the police looted people's homes. There are reports that people were arrested based on ethnicity. Indeed, ethnicity is a big part of how people are being targeted in this civil war. People who've been living in the state of El Gazira for decades, but who are from Darfur, were particularly targeted. Many of them work in El Gazira as agricultural workers. Sudan is the site of the world's biggest internal displacement crisis, reports The Guardian. Six million people are internally displaced and more than 10,000 people have been killed since the civil war between the RSF and the Sudanese army erupted in April. You'll remember that before that, these two groups had a coalition where they governed the country together. The RSF now controls four states in Darfur and most of Khartoum. The UN warns that there have been mass rapes and there is widespread hunger among the population. Canada has not updated its position on Sudan since September 13th. There have been no evacuation flights since that page update. Canada has called for a ceasefire and for the two sides to, quote, engage in mediation efforts supported by regional partners that promote dialogue and peace. 
and we apparently give money to food programs. Otherwise, Canada doesn't seem to have anything more to say about the world's biggest internally displaced people crisis right now, which, I mean, of course, it's racist, and that's why. Though, I guess it is a bit refreshing to see the federal government call for a ceasefire without having to have protests happening all the time for weeks on end. It is important to pay attention to what is going on in Sudan, to listen to local Sudanese Canadians talk about what is needed in terms of solidarity and support, and remind your politician, regardless of the political stripe, to pay attention and actually do something to help the people of Sudan right now. Those are your headlines for Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Nora, folks. It is Sandy and Nora Day. And not to get too sad about it, but it's actually the last episode of 2023. That's right. We are done for the year. We're taking a little bit of time off. So you don't want to miss this episode because it's a look back and a look forward what we can expect in 2024. But in that episode, I say in the daily news, you'll hear what our plan is here. I mean, our plan, my plan, <laughs> the plan. Uh, that plan is to continue up until Friday, and then I will take two weeks off. So hope you soak in all of the daily news and Sandy and Nora episodes that are coming to you between now and Friday, because you're going to have to live on that until the new year. <laughs> you're listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and anywhere you get your podcasts. You know, by the time you're listening to this, I will have just come back from a solidarity rally with the teachers that are on strike. God, being on strike at this time of year is horrible. And if you've ever done it, my hat is off to you. It's rough out there. And I mean, no one has any money. So I don't know, throw your money around wherever you can. But if you can look at who's on strike in your in your own communities or donate to the F hour, as I said, do something for someone that's on strike or for someone that's not working or for someone that's unhoused or someone that's struggling because that's what's necessary right now. Days are getting darker still, but you know, the lights around the corner. <laughs>